Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for swinging a bye again this week and hanging out with us on Conversations. Super excited, as I always am for all my guests, but I'm really excited about this one because you know how much consumption, increasing consumption, talking about kids, Doing the right thing with our food is so important to me and a team here at Todd Versations and Todd Pitts. So please, everybody, give it up for our friend from the managing director of the Healthy Families Project. Please give it up. She's but before I go, a mom. She's a cook, and more importantly, she's a dog mom. So you're automatically in the front of the line here at our place. You're working to shape the food world. Please give it up for our friend Amanda Kiefer. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to to get on and have this epic chat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told you, it's exactly how I described it. It's going to be an epic chat. There's no two ways. It, 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 and we need these conversations because what you guys are doing is so impactful to the world and making such a difference out there. And to, to have the opportunity to share this message about what, what you all are up to is so important to me and, and to our team because, you know, we firmly believe the only way we're going to make our country healthy is by teaching people how to eat better with more common sense, more practicality, um, investing time and energy into food, stop making cheap choices because it's just easy and convenient. I get that. I know the economy's hard. We'll get into all of that. But we have to make conscientious choices for our future. And, you know, what you guys are doing is leading that charge. So before I start, you know, and you're, you're lucky today, I have only around 173,000 questions. Normally, I'm in the 200,000 <laughs> range. I'm down to 173, trying to keep, keep us on time. So, but before we get going, would you please just kind of say hello to everybody and give us a little bit of your history and journey and bio and, and who you are and what you're up to. Sure. Well, my journey into the produce and I guess better for you food brands world has kind of been strange because... I guess with many people graduating from college, you have a vision of where you're going. And oftentimes you end up exactly where you're supposed to be, but not right. really where you envisioned you would be. Never so, know where that path is going to um, take you, right? <laughs> my degree's in journalism. And um, I went actually went right into public relations at the Kennedy Space Center after college. So cool. I worked in public affairs um, at, over in Cape Canaveral. And uh, then went on to, I discovered that I really enjoyed the travel side of things, not, not actual like travel into outer space, but people visiting the space center and educating people on the history and what's coming for the future. Um, so I fell in love with tourism. And then that took me over to doing PR at an agency where I represented international um, hotel brands and um, destinations. And so um, that was amazing and I loved it. I traveled a ton, but when I had my second child, uh, I decided that I needed to probably scale back on the travel a little bit, especially scale back on the last minute travel. Cause a lot of my clients yeah. were, you know, especially being in PR, if there's a, an issue, it's like be here tomorrow, be to Mexico tomorrow. And so that just was not gonna work um, with the second child coming along. So when I was on maternity leave, I was, searching around and one of my former bosses said hey this looks interesting and she sent me a job post um, for at the time our our name was produce for kids and so I thought you know what I really I love to eat healthy it's always been a passion of mine this sounds like it's something I could do it's something I could get behind and I really truly was feeling like if I'm going to spend eight hours a day at a job or doing work. I want my work to be meaningful and not Absolutely. that sending people on vacations to lovely destinations wasn't meaningful, but I felt like I could really make a difference in this role if I do it right and we get the right information to people. And that was 11 years ago. So I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And it's working. And it's working. And I still every day, 
you know, just feel so blessed to be able to do something that will leave and, you know, make an impact um, for future generations. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you never know where your path is going to take you. You know, you follow along your life journey and, you know, sometimes you're, you think, do I go right? Do I go left? But, <laughs> you know, I always believe that you're, you know, you, no matter what path you choose, right. You're supposed to be taking it. Right. And uh, obviously 11 years of doing what you're doing to change the world and help families eat better and kids eat better. And mom and dad's being empowered to, to learn how to make choices is, is it's, I mean, how do you not wake up and feel meaningful? Right. I mean, it's beautiful. I right. love it. Which is why I'm excited to have you guys here. So let's talk a little bit about Healthy Family Project. Give everybody a little bit about what the mission, what, what the organization is really about. And then we're going to deep dive a little bit more into it. Okay, sure. So um, first and foremost, we're a cause marketing organization. And so just to maybe give a little bit of background, our founder is John Schumann of Schumann Farms. Um, and so he had a vision back in 2002, um, just thinking, hey, you know, I, I think it was one of his son's was in the hospital for something that, you know, was totally fine. He's great these days, but um, he discovered Children's Miracle Network. And at the time he thought, wow, this organization is helping so many families, helping so many kids. Wouldn't it be great if we could bring some produce brands together to make a difference with Children's Miracle Network and um, got with some of his connections at Publix. And so the first cause marketing Produce for Kids campaign was born. Um, and, you know, the shelf life of most promotional campaigns is not very long unless you really make some drastic changes. So sure. we're at 20 years <laughs> and yeah, we're, about, exactly. we're about to launch our spring campaign with public. So we continue to reinvent ourselves. And when, you know, we, when I talked to John, he says, oh my goodness, I cannot not even believe how we've evolved with you know, social media and the need for recipes. And so as we're seeing our audience evolve, we've also evolved with the audience and grown. And I always say, I like, there's a book called Utility and it's being useful first. So being useful first and the rest, you know, the rest will fall into place. And so I think that that's really what we try to do. And we really listen to our audience and then create our campaigns around, um, you know, what we're hearing first account through all of our right. outlets. Oh, well, I, I got it. I got it. I have to back up really quick. and I got to lean into John Schumann and Schumann Farms because <laughs> I've had the great pleasure of meeting a lot of people in my life and a lot of people in this business. And I think John is one of the classiest acts out there today. He is a gentleman's gentleman. His heart is bigger than the state of Georgia. I guarantee you that much. Um, he's just a really, really cool cat that, you know, I can't say enough about him. I just, he's just a wonderful man. And, and can you share a little bit about just kind of backing up? I want to give him some fair props because he's done so much for the industry and continues and will continue. And I know that legacy is going to go through his kids as well. So how is his, you know, the vision of Schumann Farms um, shaped this organization, do you think? So, like I said, I think in the beginning it was, hey, let's, you know, let's kind of try this out. Maybe, maybe it'll work. And then I think you kind of get addicted. And I, I feel like he, he having that big heart and when you see the numbers and you see the impact and you see the, the kids that you've, you know, helped in whatever capacity, you know, back even with Children's Miracle Network, as yeah. we've moved through different organizations, I think for him, it's just a piece of the puzzle. And not only with 
Healthy Family Project, he also with Schumann Farms, they go to great lengths to also, you know, during Breast Cancer Awareness Month or whatever it might be, it is just the foundation of how their, you know, Schumann Farms is built and the foundation of what we're built on too. We don't, in all of our meetings, if we're, if we have strategy and it's actually right, right above me on my, on my, um, my board here for our, with our pillars, but making a difference is number one. And yeah. so I think that all of us at Schumann Farms at Healthy Family Project, you know, it's a very family atmosphere. It's very, we look out for each other. We listen to each other. We care about each other. And John leads with that, um, you know, yeah. that. And so we, we fall in line and follow that. And we all think about making a difference and, and it's working. So. Absolutely. I, I love it. No, I, and it does. It really does. And I said, he's a great guy. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. We'll give him some props. I'm sure yeah, we're, we're sure. going to embarrass it. We're going to embarrass it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. So let's talk a little bit about your cause marketing deal, what you guys are about. You know, you, you guys um, on your website and you guys kind of go by the mantra, you know, doing well by doing good, right? Kind of one of your pillars you talk about. So let's talk about that a little bit and frame that up. You know, guys, how have you kind of embraced that? And then how does that train? I'm going to give you a two-part question. How have you guys embraced that? But then how does that translate back to the consumers? Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Fred Valentino, East Coast Director of RGO Produce Marketing. Thank you for listening to Todd Versation and Todd Bits. At RGO Produce, we're closing the information gap. Headquartered in the heart of California's Central Valley, the nation's largest and most fertile agricultural growing region, we know fresh produce. With locations across the country, we blend digital innovation with human intelligence to bring the best quality produce to our customers. RJO measures fresh produce quality, taking the speculation out of the buying process. At RJO, we simplify selecting quality because we are quality driven and I promise you quality delivered. Are you sure you know what your produce looks like? We do. Give us a call or go online at rjoproduce.com and let us help elevate your customer's experience. So I came across that doing, doing well by doing good a couple years ago, because I had some questions around, you know, well, why don't, why not just make a donation? Why do you have to, you know, boost sales or, you know, why is this marketing part of this? You know, it's hard to like, just make the donation. You shouldn't be benefiting from, you know, something. And I kept thinking, but why, like, why is that bad? And I've consulted with several of my mentors in the cause marketing world. And so one had mentioned to me, well, you're just doing well by doing good. Like that's a no brainer. Why would you not, if you have the opportunity to raise awareness and especially in the, you know, produce industry, it's not like I'm, you know, raising awareness for something horrible out there. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So it's like, okay, this is a no brainer. We're educating, we're boosting sales for these amazing brands. And then in turn, we're able to also give back to these communities. And so um, we, as cause marketing, we are the collecting agent, I guess, if you will. So we're sure. the middle, we're the middleman. So I funnel, um, I actually am the contact for all of our charities. So I work with direct with everybody to get that funding to them in a timely manner and, and get them, um, you know, exposure and on social media and everything else, because 
these charities that we work with are doing so many wonderful things. Um, and we're just proud to be able to, to funnel that money back to them and be able to do what we do on the other side. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about your, your different brands underneath the umbrella. I mean, obviously the healthy family projects, the basically the mothership for lack yes. of a better word, but then you've got produce for kids, mission for nutrition, and then food RX. So whatever way you want to go, frame up kind of the whole, all four of them, what it is, how they interact. Just give us the, give us a lowdown so people can go, Oh, wow, this is deep. We need to get involved. Yeah. So I'll start with produce for kids because that was our, our umbrella there for, for a long time before we moved over to healthy family project um, as our umbrella brand. So produce for kids is our uh, retail campaigns mm -hmm. and those take place within different retailers throughout the year. You know, each year we add some, some shift out because of different things. So um, it's interesting. We bring on, it's a produce exclusive um, program and it's also category exclusive as well, which gives, you know, some nice leverage to the produce companies coming on that they're kind of sure. spotlight, spotlighted during that time. Um, so we have a group of produce companies that come on usually around eight to 10 and those guys are featured uh, in the produce department on signage during the time of the campaign where shoppers can scan QR codes and come back to the website. Some of our retailers do some e-commerce um, with the produce brands. Everybody's kind of different. We have some that are included in the weekly ads. Um, we do Facebook live cooking classes, my daughter and I, and we feature all of the sponsored products. Um, which, you know, live is always, um, interesting. Uh, you never know. It's a trip. Yeah, it's, no, I was going to say it's a trip. It's a lot. It's interesting. whatever word you want to use. Yeah. Crazy. You know? Crazy is a good word. Yeah. I know. I always, she, sometimes she throws me for a loop because she'll say, well, I have one more thing. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. Okay. Uh, how old is she? How old is she? She's 11 now, but oh, we've been bring doing, it, yeah, bring we've, it, been, girl. we've been doing it for about two years. So she's a pro at this point, but I like to let her have her her space. Uh, but yeah, so those, those promotions, um, typically those retailers, their donations go back to Feeding America, which um, is great because Feeding America allows us to be hyper-local. So yeah. I'll use pub Publix, for example, all of the funds raised uh, through the Publix campaign stay within the Publix market area. So those funds are divided amongst the food banks in the public's footprint. So right that, on. you know, and not that feeding America, giving to feeding, feeding America corporate is wonderful, but I think that is something that's really unique and really important to talk about with our retail programs. Absolutely. Because we want to make an impact in that community. Um, the same with, uh, we work with Military Produce Group and the charity that their donations go to is um, our military kids. And they provide grants to kids whose parents are deployed um, or I think we have recently returned um, going through some things. So they receive grants to do camps and after school activities and things like that. So that directly impacts the military community. So that's something, you know, when we bring on a new retailer, like I said, Feeding America is a natural fit because food banks are doing amazing things. We can be hyper local. Um, but we do work, you know, outside of Feeding America in instances where it makes sense for those communities. Um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of the produce for kids. That. Yeah, well, that's and let me talk. I want to talk a little bit about feeding America because I actually had yeah. one of my questions, but I want to bump it up yeah. a little bit and talk sure. to you because you guys are a huge partner with them. I mean, yes. and, and 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 I I think it's important that we recognize, and I think people need to hear this that they probably don't realize that one in two kids and one in three adults will face hunger this year. That's a real stat, um, you know, and the implications or ramifications of that is really kind of a scary thing when you think about it. You know, one in two kids are going to feel hungry, and that's that's kind of mind-blowing in this world, you know, especially living in America. But your partnership with Feeding America is, I think it's unbelievable. You guys have raised over $7 million, which is not chump change, by the way. That's not my ashtray of the truck, no. You know, <laughs> and but but more importantly, you guys have donated over 12 million meals. Yes. So I mean, that's powerful. It, it really is. And um, I volunteer at our local food bank, which we're one of the largest second harvest here in Orlando, Florida. So I work closely with them um, just on a, a personal level, because I think it's important also for my kids to be involved in the community in that way. So I'm we're busy, but we always make time for volunteering. And I will say something that really hit home. I think the first time I took my kids to volunteer at um, one of the food pantries, my daughter said um, there was a family and she said, they're just like us. And I said, yes, they are just like us. And that tomorrow yeah. we could be in need and we would be able to come. And this is, you know, cause I think in, until you go there, especially for kids and my kids who haven't faced a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations because they've been blessed in a way. And so, it was like, it really, I'm like getting the chills because when she said that it really hit home where I thought, yeah, because that's where that's what it is. And sometimes, you know, I, in my conversations with Feeding America, it's like getting someone to come and get the help and get, it's like a, it's a, a pride thing sometimes that, you know, and so they're really trying to debunk that. I was I actually just had a call with them yesterday and we were talking, I said, you know, I think a lot, there's going to be a lot more need coming into these next couple Absolutely. months as, as cost and, you know, people that may not have needed to turn to the food bank are going to need to turn to the food bank. And she mentioned um, on their main website, it's so easy. You can go type in your zip code and, and click find food and your, all of your food pantries, what's close to you. And there's no requirements, you know, some, some organizations have like uh, financial requirements or salary or whatever it might be for you right. to be able to shop there, but there's no, you know, there's nothing. You just show up and if you're in need, then you get your food. So it's a, you know, just awesome that they're able to do that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so great for your kids to have that vision at the age that they're at, to have those open eyes, because that's how we're going to make changes going forward is by empowering the generations behind us to lift up, do some of the heavy lifting that Unfortunately, the current generations don't want to do. We have a tendency when it looks to food pantries and things is becoming very judgmental, in my opinion. Yes. Um, we, it, it's almost standoffish. It's them, not me. And I think it's your, your, your comment about tomorrow, it could be me yeah. or it could be you or it could be yeah. your neighbor, it could be whoever it might be. I think we have to be, uh, I, I, think, I think it comes to the issue if we need to put a little more love in our lives and we need to recognize that you know, food is a way of connecting our country, connecting your neighbors, connecting whatever way you bring cookies to the neighbor next door, whatever it might be. But I think it's important that we remember that, you know, it is just not them. It's us. And I think when we start to act like us, we can uplift so much more. I agree. 
Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. That's why you're here. That's why I got you here because I'm just into what you guys are doing. It's so important. So let's talk a little bit more because I don't want to get off track because I do want to make sure we bring everybody back in. Yeah. So we've got Mission Nutrition, Food Rx. You pick which one you want to talk about, but let's do it. Yeah. So I will talk about a little bit about, I'll go to Food Rx, more a little okay. cut and dry, I guess. Um, so Food Rx, we started a couple years ago when we started talking about food as medicine. And I really had, um, uh, high cholesterol runs in my family. I eat a very healthy diet. I do everything. I still have high cholesterol. So I started really like kind of like experimenting, like, okay, I'm eating at this apple every day. Like I'm eating all these foods that will lower your cholesterol and I'm really being blogging it and everything. And when I, I got my blood work done and my cholesterol was way down and my, my doctor said, what did, what have you been doing? And I said, I was eating a couple specific things. So Food RX is, we work with, uh, she's a former retail dietitian mm-hmm. and she does videos that say this, um, here's these, these are anti-inflammatory. Like today's episode is all about anti-inflammatory foods. And she talks about what those are. She gives a recipe and then she just kind of gives you some tips and tricks on how to incorporate this into your life. And so um, we just did one recently. Well, it's, it'll be out later this month with North Carolina sweet potatoes. And so she's taking an actual, you know, commodity in that instance and talking about the health benefits and talking about food as medicine. So that's kind of where the RX, you know, comes into play with that, where here's all of these and not to say that medication isn't needed, um, for certain things, but what a wonderful, you know, opportunity we have with fresh produce to be able to consume something so natural and, you know, be able to alleviate or help some of these health problems that we're facing. Food is medicine. It can hurt you, can help you. I say it all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think we have to, I think we have to recognize that. And I think it's really important that parents recognize the value of what that is and how simple of a choice. I mean, you know, and I don't, and I'm not, (laughs) you know, you really honestly, and I mean, you didn't, but you made simple choices, right? When you talk about eating this or eating that and you, and look what it did for you. And I mean, your testament to what we're exactly talking about. It's really important to recognize that, you know, say what you want, but a sugar soda isn't as good as, you know, coconut water isn't as good as regular water. Isn't as good as apple juice, whenever it might be. Right. And I mean, it's important that we recognize that. For sure. So yeah, so that's Food RX. It's a video series episodes coming out regular regularly, and um, you know either focusing in specifically on a topic, whatever that might be, of an right. ailment, um, or taking um, you know we've done several with the watermelon board. So taking that commodity or produce item and really diving deep into the health benefits of it. Um, so that's Food RX, and then Mission for Nutrition is our I, I feel like I keep saying we started this a couple years ago, but you know, it's that pandemic mindset where I think, mm-hmm. did that happen last week or did it happen like five years ago? It's like, a- well, I think this is like the 900th <laughs> day of March, 2020, I still, right? I don't even know. Yeah. So mission for nutrition, um, was born out of my love for retail dietitians. I try not to go on a tangent, but I think, tangent re- away, I, I think retail dietitians, are so valuable and not utilized in a way that they could be utilized. They yeah, here, here. I agree. You go. Yeah. I got your back. Keep going. Okay. 
So Tangent, I, go. I, I do think that sometimes maybe <clears throat> in grocery stores, it's not maybe I've seen them flip flop from, are they under pharmacy or are they under marketing or are they under? So then I think it becomes maybe on the corporate level, hard to like determine where you fit and um, what your ROI is. Right. So we're always like, okay, what's the ROI of this role? What's the ROI of this? Um, so I think retail dietitians can really serve, especially the produce industry well by educating shoppers. I mean, you could have your blood work done and you're deficient in X, Y, Z. Wouldn't it be great to be able to walk into the grocery store and have your dietitian and some stores have this, but have your dietitian there and you go say, Hey, this is what's going on. And they say, all right, well, here's some recipes. Here's what you need to eat. You go out, buy up all the tomatoes and you're, you know, boosting those sales and you're probably going to come back for more tomatoes. So I just think that there's, they're a resource, but so mission for nutrition, we send out materials to retail dietitians. Our list is around, I think 400 and they receive for national nutrition month. So that goes out like the end of February. They have mini magazines that um, talk about meal planning. They show you like an, a shopping list. And if you buy this shopping list, you can make five meals. You can make two breakfasts, you know, one lunch and two dinners out of this shopping list. And so we do have produce partners who sponsor that initiative. And it's cool because they're on the, they're on the grocery list and they're included yeah. in the magazine and the recipes. And so shoppers are picking those up from the dietitians or wherever they have them in their stores. And uh, the shoppers are able to, you know, fulfill that list and make those recipes. And throughout the month, we just give these dietitians digital information, digital downloads, we promote them and what they're doing. We share all of their cooking classes through our platforms. And so we really celebrate the retail dietitians for Mission for Nutrition. Um, and then on the consumer side, for the entire month, we really, through our social platforms, talk about meal planning and the importance right. of meal planning that <clears throat> we feel is key to you know a stress-free, healthy way of living your life week to week and cost saving too. So we really focus in on meal planning with our consumers. One thing we did add this year, which was super cool is um, school nutrition directors or school food service directors. And we have been working with the foundation for, for fresh produce. Um, they work with schools um, and to introduce those folks to the produce companies that they may want to supply, um, you know, to those schools. And so we've been able to build those connections. So the same materials we sent out to the diet retail dietitians, we also sent out to our list of schools. Um, and so why not? I mean, they're, they received the mini magazines. I had a couple of school nutrition directors say, they sent the magazines home or they had like a culinary kit that they do. Um, just a lot of great feedback from those schools that were able to receive those materials as well. So March is really our mission for nutrition. It's a great way to reset. I think a lot of people jump into the new year with such grandiose plans of high hopes, high hopes <laughs> and low expectations. <laughs> so I feel like March and it's national nutrition month, you know, so right. I think March is a great time to, 
say, all right, we know you plan to do like these amazing meals, but let's take a, a step back and look at like, how can we make this easy, but still, you know, eat healthy and, and save money, but eat healthy at the same time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so that's you, you, you nailed it about the dietitians and, and they are so undervalued and they are such, I just spent time with a whole bunch of them um, and listening to what intrigues them and what interests them. And, and you're right. I think, and I don't, I'm going to make a really broad statement, but sometimes I just think they're lost in the ozone of the corporate retail world. Yes. To your point, where do they go? You know, yep. are they under this, are they under that? Truthfully, what they're under is value. And I think that if stores would lean into the fact that they could, you know, why not make that connectivity with your consumer to come in as a place and a source of healthy, positive living? Why not have a person that's, you know, that, that guru out there that says, you know, we can help you with this. We can point yep. you in the right direction. That connectivity, I think, is a really missing a missing values proposition that the retail community needs to lean into, in my personal opinion. Now I tangent. So, I'm on my no, soapbox right now. I I that dietitian is someone you're gonna listen to. And if they tell you go buy that that bag of carrots, you're gonna go buy the bag of carrots. I mean, yeah. that's just they're the sounding board. And I think that shoppers, you know, like I said, they'll run straight to whatever you're telling them to go to. And so on well, the sales side, I think they could be huge. And again, they're only telling you what the, you know, it's not misleading. Facts, right. No, it's a fact. <laughs> Look, if you eat, if you eat this, this is the result. You drink that, yeah. here's the result. But I think it's a fine line for the retailer too, because let's face it, not all retailers sell good stuff. Right. So they have that they're, they played, you know, they played to multiple masters and I'm going to call them out on it too. Right. Because it's at the end of the day, where's it taking us? It's not taking us down the best road. Right. right. It's just not. And so, you know, sorry, retailers, be mad at me. It's not the first time I've said something's going to piss them <laughs> off. I'm sure it won't be the second last time either. But nonetheless, it's like, I agree with you. We need to lean into this. People want to know, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the kids and, and how important it is, you know, and I'm a big proponent of this. I've really put a lot of energy into this lately, you know, trying to better understand this and something that really struck me. And I wanted to just kind of run this by you and see where it takes us. But, you know, Baby formula is an area that really kind of like I started reading into. What is it? Because there's going to, you know, there, there's a real concern that given the current economy, what's happening, baby formula is going to become in short supply. Um, something great, which is interesting. But I, what I really found out was interesting is that, you know, sh sugar isn't part of baby formula. We know that. And sugar, because it's digestible carbohydrate, is why it's there. But it is also causing, in my opinion, what they classify as kind of a sweet tooth issue with our palates. Right. We, we have a craving early on for sweetness as opposed to necessarily things, you know, like, you know, a baby would eat kale if that's what a baby had. Right. And I'm not going to believe it. Kale's lovely, but it's not. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> kale's not your go to. Right. For anybody. I get it. But nonetheless. So, you know, how important is educating kids, do you think? Well, I mean, we say every day we're working to create a healthier generation and that starts you know, that starts at the very beginning. And so, you know, it's interesting. I, I like have these, all these like little stories about my, my girls, but I feel like they are what like really drive me to do what I do. I um, was at Southern exposure just recently. And um, one of um, she works at a produce company, but she was like, Hey, Hey, like almost like chasing me down a little bit. And I was like, Oh, hi. Like, you know, and she goes, oh, my daughter and I watch your Facebook live and my daughter sees your daughter in the kitchen and sees what she's doing and wants to do it. So yeah. I think that a lot of times we don't 
as parents, we just, oh, I just, I made dinner. Like, okay, like, come on, dinner's ready. Like, come and eat. But I think that there are so many ways that we can expose kids to being comfortable in the kitchen from an early age yeah. and being yeah. comfortable with, like, my younger daughter's super picky. I hate to say picky. She's um, selective. But I will, I promise you, like, when we go into the produce department, she can't tell you what everything is. She's tasted it and she's knowledgeable about it. And my hope is that someday she eats all of it. But just the fat, just the knowledge to know that like, this is a mango, it grows on a tree like that, like, and, and feeling confident because the kitchen is a space that is intimidating even to a lot of adults. So like finding things for them to do, even toddlers, you know, the lettuce knife that, isn't going to harm you. Like let them cut the lettuce, let them stir something like just all of these things that get, make that connection with food. Start like a good, and and a, like a, this is my life. Like this, I have a say in this and I can create things and, you know, make things and I can be independent. And so I think that's a huge part of, you know, starting that from the beginning but I do know that's not always the case. And I have found parents say, you know, okay, now my kid's like 10 years old. I need, and I did kind of the wrong, went down the wrong path, but I want to make a change. And so a lot of the content on our website, that is my mission is to never make any parent feel like they did something wrong. They're doing something wrong or to stress anyone out. Cause goodness knows we don't need any more of that in this world. No. So all of our content is really, you know, simplistic, small, like a lower number of ingredients. You know, it's not like Savor level <laughs> magazine yeah. stuff. It's, Hey, this is a, a comfortable space. You can do this. Here's some tips. Like, right. all right, we are where we are. It's not, you know, you can't go backwards. So we say, what is the person taking the first step? You know, what just envision everybody that comes to our website as someone who says, all right, I need to do this. What, do, where do I start? And so yeah. um, I think it's important. Like I said, that ultimately you'd want to start early, but if not, all hope is not lost either. I think that no. you can really, but I feel like getting kids, you know, that finding things that they can do in the kitchen and getting, giving them the independence to make choices. I like my kids to, for a while there, I, when they were younger, I would say, pick one thing from the produce department you want to try. Just go. I don't care. Go pick it. You know, we'd come home with rambutans and like, just like the dragon fruit, like the weirdest things, you know? And sometimes they're like, all right. Or like, no, not for me, but it's just cool because it's the conversation around it and like understanding what you're eating. So, yeah. Yeah, well, no, you, you make a really great point. I say this all the time, blue in the face. Anybody listening to my broadcast all the time hears me say it. You know, when you build something, you know, you got to think about, I look at it like how you're building a ladder. If the first rung of the ladder isn't strong, every step up becomes wobbly, right? Yeah. The base is the most important part. So when you think about kids, you know, getting them that starting at that base level as children to get those right habits, the right thought process. What is the ramatan? Go and try it. If it sucks, at yeah. least you tried it. Right. Yeah. But but you, you had that experience. And I think it's so important that we build that. You also said something, too, that I have to comment on because being a dad of kids, I can say this. and I don't care. You talk about being picky. And then and then you said that she was selective. 
See, yeah. that's what a mom would say. A dad would say that they're just a pain in the ass. That's what a dad would say. I'm just yes, letting that's you know. true. In full yeah. fairness for all the dads actually, out there, I'm just speaking for you. I was say, actually, you speak for my other half when you say that, because that's actually how he refers to it, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I knew that was coming. I, I knew that was coming. I had to say that. So let me ask a question, because we're talking about it a little bit. But what do you think is more important, educating kids today or educating their parents? It's a so, trick question. It's a trick question. Well, and I, I have a story for this too. Um, so Love I um, think uh, several years ago, again, several years ago, I had this thought that, well, if you want to eat healthy, just eat healthy. If you want to like make a change, just make a change. Right. Um, but I had the experience when I was on the board of directors with the Southeast Produce Council to do some work with Orlando Health and specifically their children's hospital. And um, the Southeast Produce Council um, in their philanthropic, philanthropic efforts gives funding to Arnold Palmer Hospital. And so as a board member, it was my job to identify where that money would go once it got to Arnold Palmer. And so um, I got together with some of the doctors over there and we developed this, it's called the Healthy Lifestyles Program. Mm -hmm. And essentially it's kids who are, affected by a lifestyle disease. So, I mean, the easiest example is like a diabetes, obesity. So things that can be corrected if you change your lifestyle. And right. so one of the key things that when we created this healthy lifestyles program, so it was going to be several Saturdays where kids would come in, they would, I would talk about, here's how to make a smoothie. Here's how to like, you can make popsicles that are whatever. And so then we had a, um, you know, physical fitness person come in. So every week it would like kind of rotate through different speakers and we made it fun for them. But the kicker was that the whole family had to come to it. Yeah. It would not just be the child. And so um, it was interesting because my mindset totally changed when I did this program because I had parents come to me pretty much in tears saying, I only did what I knew. Like I was only doing how, what I saw in my family growing up right. and I was just doing what I thought was right. And now I'm in a position where my kid is, has a health problem and, you know, I need to learn. And so, whereas if the kid had just been there because the kid can go home and say, Oh, I want the bananas and I want to make the smoothie. But if the parents and the rest of the family are sitting around just eating, you know, loads of potato chips or whatever else, it's not going to work. So I think no. that the education, um, and you see it, it's very cyclical until you can break like many things until you can break the cycle. And a lot of these parents were not, we did, we took a trip to Publix and walked through the produce department and the fear, like, I don't know what I would do with that. I don't know what that is. What do what, right. what I even do? And I don't have the money to just go and buy something to buy something like it has. I have to know we're going to eat it. Purpose. And so they don't they did not feel like they had a place, I guess, maybe there because they it was so foreign to them. And so I do think that, you know, educating the kids is very important, but you can't unless you have the whole full family on board and making changes and making those choices, it won't work. So that's I don't great. Know that that's, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I was going to say, it's a great answer to my question. 
No, it really is. And you're 100% right. It is, you know, I, I think it's important. And to your point of what you've experienced with your own kids, you bring them alongside, they want to do more. They like it. You've, you're teaching them these positive and reinforcing positive habits and ideas. It's a great place to start for parents. Just try, just to your point, pick something out in the produce department. I don't know what it is either. Let's go figure it out. How, how hard is that hour project to do in your kitchen with your kids, right? On a Saturday right. or a Sunday, whatever right. the case may be, whatever you can make time in your busy lifestyle, but to just tone it down a touch and get back to the, the basic understanding Basics. of how important food actually is. Because, you know, I say all the time, we're not going to live on a 79 cent box of mac and cheese. It's great as that tastes, believe me. It ain't gonna, it's not, it's not, the, it's not gonna be, it's just not gonna work long term. We've got to get smarter about it. And it really starts to your point about getting the kids and the parents connected together. I love your answer. It's way, it's great. Thank you. I appreciate Good. it. Before I forget, before I forget, because I know you talked about the website. And, and if you haven't been on uh, the website, I encourage everybody to go. Make sure you've got, you know, a little bit of time because it is deep, deep with information, which I appreciate. But I have to ask, how many recipes and tips are on your website? Because it's, I, I, it's a lot. It's a lot. And luckily we have a great search function and a great, you do. Uh, I know you do. We have a digital marketing manager who actually, she's always in there updating older posts to make them, you know, relevant, or she'll come to me and say, I don't know. What do you think? We, maybe we should update this with some, you know, more info. So I will say she's, she's amazing at that. I think we have close to 600 recipes on the site. Wow. Um, wow. And, you know, some of those we tweak over the years too. Like I said, if they're sure. older, we'll go back and say, oh, you know, and the cool thing about the recipes is that we develop, like, I know there's a lot of professional recipe developers out there, but we develop all of our recipes internally and test those here in my kitchen. Um, mostly sometimes our, our new website, um, and digital marketing manager, she has a background in recipe development too. So she's able to do some things at her house now, but mostly they're here. And so I make these recipes, I feed these things to my family. And so I feel confident, you know, when I'm here for the, when we're doing the shoots and we're testing things and um, it's just a cool connection. Cause I think, you know, when I first started, we were, we were outsourcing a lot of that. And so I don't know, whenever you taste something and you make something, you have this connection with it. So, yeah. um, so that's cool with our recipes. And like I said, we try to keep the ingredient count really as low as possible. Um, as I know, that's a, that's a thing for me where I'm like, all right, you, you lost me. That's too many things. I, I, I don't want to spend that much money at the store. And also, <laughs> Well, it's, but it's a time too, you know, it's all of a sudden, you're, right. You're doing this recipe that, you know, let, let's face it, you're spending 90 minutes producing something that's going to be gone in five. Right. Right. And it, it, right. It becomes a real big challenge. So you're right. It's about convenience. And we have to lean into that. We have to recognize there's two parents working, yeah. you know, or our parent working two jobs and you're doing this. I mean, it's a challenge. And so it's important that we find stuff that fits, but continues down that mantra of what's healthy. You know, let's yeah. not, let, let's not lean into this, to, to the box of, you know, garbage that is, it's an easy fix. Easy right. fixes and getting this far. We've done that too long in this country. We're going to have to start making some different choices and find those, to your point, those 600 recipes that are out there that are tested, kid tested, kid approved, um, and can make a difference for a family. I yeah. love it. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Fred Valentino, East Coast Director of RGO Produce Marketing. Thank you for listening to Todd Versation and Todd Bits. At RGO Produce, we're closing the information gap. 
headquartered in the heart of California's Central Valley, the nation's largest and most fertile agricultural growing region, we know fresh produce. With locations across the country, we blend digital innovation with human intelligence to bring the best quality produce to our customers. RJO measures fresh produce quality, taking the speculation out of the buying process. At RJO, we simplify selecting quality because we are quality driven and I promise you, quality delivered. Are you sure you know what your produce looks like? We do. Give us a call or go online at rjoproduce.com and let us help elevate your customer's experience. We run those through, we have a registered dietitian um, who takes a look at all of those, takes a look at all those recipes for us and she'll say, oh, there's a, this is a red flag, you know, nothing major, but like maybe you could use less of this or swap this out. And so we do a lot of that too. So I think that's another thing that when someone comes to those recipes, they can know like, oh, you know, nutrition labels, wonderful, but you know, I don't have time to go and like right. do all this research. I just want to make my dinner and feed my family. So, right. um, so yeah, so th those are our recipes. And then the tips we have, we have, um, you know, we branched out a little bit when we moved to Healthy Family Project, recognizing that, um, you know, nutrition and food is our foundation, so important, but also you can't have a healthy family without some other things like mental health and physical health sure. and things like that. So, um, you know, we were in a mental health crisis in this country. And so I'm very passionate about mental health and mental fitness. And so you'll find a lot of that um, on our website as well, you know, foods that brain power foods, foods to help you sleep foods, you know, calming foods. There's, you know, a lot of that. And then just really some resources for parents. Like if you're dealing with a mental health, you might have a mental health thing at home. Like here's where to go. Here's who to call And our podcast. Our podcast probably dives deeper into to those types of things. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're trying to do more of that on the website because recognizing that like you can have the, you can eat fresh and great all day long, but if you're not mentally okay and you're not going out and taking a walk or moving your body, if you're just, do, you do nothing, then it's not, it's not going to work. So hundred percent agree. Yeah. And you said something too, I can't forget, but I got to give a shout out to our friends at SCPC because they're fantastic. The stuff they've done, they've raised the bar. Uh, I, very, 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 very fond of that organization and what they're all about. You know, I, I, anybody that wears their, their morals and values on their shirt sleeve and stands behind them, similar to what you guys do as well. It's, you know, you can't, it's hard to look away not thinking that's impressive. I want to shift gears a little bit if we can. Um, you know, uh, increasing consumption is a big thing for us. It's, it's, it certainly is a big topic of conversation. And I think, and I'm a big believer in, you know, one of the ways to increase consumption uh, helps us eliminate food waste, right? You want to get rid of food waste, increase consumption. So I want to kind of get into that and talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today. But before I start, what, how does it resonate to you when I say, you know, increasing consumption decreases food waste? I mean, is that, does that resonate? And, and where does that, how does that make you feel? So actually that it resonates with me and how could we, you know, with the conversations everybody's having right now, around costs at the grocery store, cost in general for anything mm -hmm. and everything. Um, so I think that, there, again, going back to the education, we talk, we just, in our face, Healthy Family Project face, Facebook group, we have a page, but in the group, we posted, you know, 
who's, how are you saving money at the grocery store? You know, how right. are you? And a lot of that is understanding how to purchase things and not, and, and consume them. So you're increasing consumption, but you also have to recognize like, Hey, I could freeze this or mm-hmm. I could use this in a smoothie or I have this leftover, whatever it might be. And I can add this to a salad tomorrow, or I can add this. So I think that increasing consumption, there's a lot of education and especially coming off the heels of, I just did the um, IFPA school nutrition director exchange the past two days. So I got to dive in deep with school nutrition directors and food service directors at the school level. And they said, we could bring in, we could bring this, put this on their tray all day long. We can put all the fruits and vegetables on their tray, but they are, they may throw it away. And, you know, how do we combat that, you know, and it just goes back to the education. So I think that that that's what it really boils down to. If families understand how can I use all of this, you know, watermelon, Mm -hmm. or how can I use this entire bag of potatoes without, you know, having to throw anything out. I think right. more at the store level, you know, that's a great opportunity to pr- provide information there um, or on retailers have apps like to have any kind of, you know, like click here for more information on how to, you know, utilize the full, use the watermelon rind to make right. pickle the watermelon rind. I think we have that recipe on our site, but like how to use the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because you know, coming you know in this pandemic that we've had, there's been some very interesting stats that have come out, amongst other interesting things that have come out, obviously. But you know, fruit and vegetable consumption has gone up. Um, you know, the data supports it. It's gone up because, of course, people are eating more at home. People are getting reinvested in their food. I think people are trying to lean in, maybe, hopefully, more recognizing to as we talked about, food is medicine. Work to boost your immunity. Eat foods right. that help that. Right. All this other stuff. But in the same token, so we've had this rise. We've had this kind of neat little um trajectory but what what my concern is and i keep preaching about and speaking about as much as i possibly can is that one of the problems that we're facing now with the downturned economy and the data supports in the past we've had a bad economy is that now fruit and vegetable consumption will start to decrease and you know so i look at like we've garnered this momentum right and then if we don't pay attention as this economy shifts and i believe the economy is going to continue to shift for a while negatively, um, we're going to lose what we gained. And then we're going to lose, you know, we're going to lose that, but we're going to lose more because of what we're being handed. So I think it's really important that we kind of lean into that and keep that conversation rolling. So folks like yourselves that are out there, you know, beating the drum about let's do things smarter. It's even more important now that, that growers and shippers and retailers and wholesalers and consumers lean into the message that you're giving them because you're really giving them uh, the tools and the runway um, to, to move the ball down the field. But, you know, again, we're up here today. We're going to be, we know we're going to be down here tomorrow. If we don't do something, we've got to work hard at that. So I'm really concerned about that. I mean, how are, are you guys talking about that inside the organization right now? Yes. And, you know, I think there's an opportunity with, the produce managers or the, the employees of the produce departments at different retailers. I think that they can help how they're merchandising, how they're, you know, how they talk to shoppers, like understanding what's in season. I know 
you know, you have things available year round. Sure. But clearly, you know, right now my strawberry prices, I, I watch and watching them tick up because Florida strawberry season's over. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're getting strawberries for, you know, $2.99 a pint. Yeah. So I think that having that information in stores where, you know, seasons peak, like, and you recognize, because I, I can't even believe the number of people that I talk to that say, well, I didn't even realize that there was a fluctuation in price or taste or, you know, what do yeah. you mean? What do you mean? And I said, well, I, I shot my weekly ad, first of all, and uh, which total kind of tangent, but I was super surprised. I was in the, in the store yesterday and these bags of apples were buy one, get one free. And I was like, this is very crazy. I, but I love seeing a sale like this in the produce department. That's like a BOGO and not, not nothing against the salad dressings, but it's usually in the, you know, in a different category. So I think there's some things that, that grocery stores can do, um, to help educate the shoppers, um, you know, to make those choices and to see and recognize those different types of things and to just shop more, you know, uh, on a, in a smarter way. I love it. I love it. This has been great. I mean, you know, and you're absolutely right. We, we've got, we've got to continue these conversations and what you're doing is so important. I mean, I, I hope you guys recognize that even in those days, it was like, God, they're getting to me today. But you realize, that, you know, <laughs> you only, you only need one person to go to your website. That one person, you're never even going to know who it is that goes on your website and goes, wow. Okay. And it's made a change. And I right? say that's a that, motivator. I, yeah. And I say that, I mean, I would hope we've helped more than one family, but absolutely. I, in my mind, I think, I don't know who you, who you are family out there, but if I like could just, you know, know that you have made changes, you have, you know, you're going to live a longer life. Your kids are going to live a longer life. You guys are going to maybe not face certain diseases. You're going to feel better like that. Just, you know, impacting even just one family is, is, you know, Amazing. You know, I, I'll share with you, and and um, I've shared this a little bit publicly. I don't think I've said it on the broadcast before, but I, I 100% agree with what you just said. We had um, we had some data come back from us about where the podcast goes, and I was probably about five six weeks ago now, whatever it was. We had three people from the Ukraine listening. Oh wow! Yeah, and I don't know who they are, and I don't know what their situation today, but I realized the power of this platform, and it reinvigorated me as a person um i already believed in what we're doing but it ramped me up and i don't need a lot of ramping up in my life but it ramped me up another couple of notches about how important these messages are and these stories are and these brands are and these people are and these ideas are that we need to talk about exactly who you guys are right that's why i was honored to have you guys come on here uh because it's so you just don't know who you're going to touch and you cannot, if you just wait for that one person to feed you back, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yes. <laughs> so for me to think that three people somehow, some way in the Ukraine were listening to what we had to say, I don't know how you can't just get fired up about working harder to keep these messages out there. I really don't. That's where I went to in my life now. And I, and you guys the exact same way. You make such a huge difference all the time in people's lives and to be able to have that runway it's a blessing. I mean, we, you know, I'm just grateful you guys are out there. I mean, you know, I'm glad John woke up one day and said, Hey, let's go do this. I got an idea. Let's go do it. Yeah. 20 years later, here you are. 
you know, it's powerful. But I do have to ask one question. I got to shift gears. I want to get all heavy before we, I don't want to get all, I got to ask because you were at NASA. So I'm a NASA geek, right? So I'm a big space. I love space. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't even want to get on my tangent, but I had NASA on the broadcast. I had Ralph Rich on there. He's an amazing individual working on growing food in space. So I got to ask you. So if you got a free ticket from Elon to jump on a rocket, would you go? I would. <laughs> okay. So shout out to Elon. I'm, gonna, I'm tagging him right now. Elon, get this girl a ticket. Let's get her on a flight. She's feeding families. She's making a difference in the world. You're all about that too. So here you go. All right. So I'm, I'm just letting you know, we're going to blow this up. We're going to, we're going right. after Elon and we're going to get you a ticket on SpaceX. I'm going. <laughs> but, it, but I want, but if you, but if you get it to go, I just want you to know that I, I, you know, not to be mean to your husband, I wouldn't mind being the plus one to watch you fly up in the air. That'd be cool too. So just let you know. I mean, I'd like I don't to think he wants to go. No one else in okay, my fine. family. No I'm one in. wants to go. But say, me. If you get a plus one, I'm just, I'm volunteering right now to be your plus one on that. No All doubt. Right. Cause I think that'd be awesome. I really do appreciate you and, and what you all are doing. I really, really do. And I have, I have one final question. I just want to throw at you for our time. Um, because I think it's an important one. And I just, I'm just curious where your heart is on it. You know, if you could only give one piece of advice today uh, about increasing consumption or people eating better, what would that one piece of advice be? Jeez, oh, that's tough. Um, I, know. I think, let's see. I would say eating healthy and living a healthy life does not have to be expensive or hard. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great one. That's a great place. That's a lot. A lot of people associate with eating healthy. That's expensive and it's hard. And I just want people to know that they can do this on any budget and with any time constraints, it's all possible to do. Yeah, that's a beautiful place. That's a beautiful place to wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, it really is. And you know, I, again, I, I really appreciate you. Um, I appreciate what you guys are doing. This platform is at your disposal. You know, we're we're here to help. We want to be a part of this conversation because, like the three people, like we talked about, the three people that listen to me in Ukraine, I'm motivated by that, and I'm motivated by the fact that we can touch somebody, some way, somehow. And this broadcast being listened to in over 40 countries is pretty powerful. And we need to keep uplifting these messages, and we need to keep uplifting people because it's the only way we're going to make changes in this country. And food is a great way; it's a communal way of doing things. And so, from the bottom of my heart, and everybody here at our staff at at the TLC and Todd Versations and Todd, it's thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely a pleasure. Everybody, go check them out. Healthy Family Project. Get online. Get on the Google machine. Duck, duck, go. Whatever app like you go the on. The interwebs. Get on the, the interwebs. Yeah, the dark web. Just find them. You know, social media. Hey, they're on social media like I'm we on are. social media because that's where the cool kids are. That's what they can tell support. me. We're even on TikTok, so find us there. Are, you're on TikTok. I am not on TikTok. I'm, it's just not. I've been, they, they have said, you need to go on TikTok. I'm like, no, I don't. I just don't, I'm just not, I just, you know, I can't, I don't have the dance. Yeah. I just don't, but we'll see. Maybe you never know what might happen, but thank you, Amanda, very much for being here. I really appreciate you. Everybody go check them out, get a part, jump in. This isn't hard. Like she said, let's lift each other up and make a difference. Right. I talk about it all the time. Go inspire somebody. It's not hard to do. This conversation is inspirational. Healthy family projects, inspirational, get behind it. It's not hard and we can make a difference. So thanks for listening. Check us out on social media, Todd Versation, Todd Bits. We're all over the place. Come share your story, whatever. We want to be a part of it. Let's keep it going, guys. It's very important. Take care, and we'll see you all soon.